everyone, Aunt Lizzie here again. We're now into the latter part of April and flowers are blooming. Beautiful days to go walking. Well, except maybe now, because today it's snowing. At least we know it won't last. And so I want to bring you a smile, both to your lips and a warmth to your heart, by dishing up some of the fun with humorous and uplifting stories. In this week's show, our Miss Clara is going to give you some insights and perhaps some warning about dating sites. We're going to share a story about biscuits and then some information for when you get old. And of course, continuing on from last week about the things my mother and actually my father taught me. We're going to share about keepers in your life, some thoughts about marriage and a cautionary tale about a bottle of wine. And if that's not enough to inspire you to smile, we'll be sharing a surefire listen to about men. And we'll finally bring an end to all this madness with a few insights and what I've learned. So if you haven't left by now, let's continue on with our show. First, I'd like to welcome our resident humorist, Clara, who tickles our fancy with her version of life from behind her bifocals. This week's all about dating sites. Well, she's told me to share that with you. So without further delay, let's welcome her. Hi, Clara. So nice you could join us again. Hello, Aunt Lizzie. And hello to every one of my fans who taken their precious time to listen to another of my wacky old tales. I'm told they are wacky, but to me they're real. And I want to share with everyone my experiences so they don't fall into the same things. I don't know how many of you have visited those dating sites, but my oh my, Feeney, my best friend, invited me over to her house one day on the sneakiness of having a great cup of tea. And of course, lots of gossip, which we both love. Little did I know... It is going to get me to go online and sign up for one of those dating sites. Fishing holes, I call them. You know, now that I'm single and all. I haven't tried that yet, Clara, so I'm anxious to hear how you made out. My, oh my, what do these men think that we women are nothing but bimbos? Wanting only hunks? Well, that would help, you know. Their picture, their profile says they're 50 or so, and they darn well look about 85. Who are they kidding? I love the ones who want a slim, attractive lady, and there they sit with pot bellies cuddling a dog as if they think, hope, that will disguise that floppy protrusion. I guess you can portray anything, Clara, when you can't see the real person. Oh, yes, Lizzie. And mustn't forget the ones that pose in the foreign countries. Do they think that impresses us? Most not have impressed too many because they're posing all by themselves. They claim they love romance, candlelight dinner, and strolling along the beach. The only romance they're probably familiar with is the candlelight bouncing off their bald heads as they bury their face in the wonderful food that some gorgeous woman like me has cooked. And the only strolling they done is flopping their chair on the beach, their bulging eyes from gaping at the bikini babes walking back and forth. Really? <laughs> Boy, that's quite a story there, Clara. You are suspicious, I must say. Surely there are good ones on there. 
I did find one odd duck, though, that grabbed my interest. There he was with a cold, foreboding leg backdrop. He stood with a top hat, fur coat, work boots, and sweatpants. I just had to send him a note that said, There has to be a story here. Did he answer? Yep, he sure did. Little did I know. Usually men write one-liners like, Yes, no. This guy sent an entire book back, told me about all his escapades over the years, diving off a cruise ship, scuba diving, and oh yes, polar bear dipping and more. What? Really? Yippers, I was pooped just thinking about it all. The best part came when he sent me a picture of his calling now. There he strutted in all his finery, almost nude. A theme of an Easter bunny dressed in only a pink thong, pink rabbit ears, feet, and hands, and standing beside his motorcycle with a huge white furry ball stuck to his butt. Clara, what was the age range you were looking at? You're a senior. Surely you're not interested in young guys. No way, Lizzie. Hey, this dude said he was 77. At least he admitted to that. And he sure looked better than my husband, Clem. Since I'm always looking for my next story, I knew I'd have to meet him, just for the story, of course. Secretly, I wondered if he could use those batteries that just keep going and going. <laughs> Look for my next podcast episode, folks, to find out what the heck happened when I met him, as I sure did. You won't want to miss it. We used to call these cliffhangers when I was younger. Well, then, you know, that was in the old days, I guess. Till next time, stay tuned. Sneaky way to get you folks to come to the next show, eh? Or you'll get so cropped off you'll never want to visit again. Either way, my great fans, you'll have to wait. I promise it'll be worth it. Clara, really? I was just getting into it. Well, you know, I'll be back for sure. I just have to hear the rest of it. So I'll have to live with that. And now continue on with our show. Now I'd like to tell you a story about biscuits. When I was a kid, my mom liked to make breakfast food for dinner every now and then. And I remember one night in particular when she had made breakfast after a long, hard day at work. On that evening so long ago, my mom placed a plate of eggs, sausage, and extremely burnt biscuits in front of my dad. I remember waiting to see if anyone noticed, yet all my dad did was reach for his biscuit, smile at my mom, and ask me how my day was at school. I don't remember what I told him that night, but I do remember hearing my mom apologize to my dad for burning the biscuits, and I'll never forget what he said. Honey, I love burned biscuits. Later that night, I went to kiss Daddy goodnight, and I asked him if he really liked his biscuits burned. He wrapped me in his arms and said, Your mama put in a long, hard day at work today, and she's real tired. And besides, a burnt biscuit never hurt anyone. You know, life is full of imperfect things and imperfect people. I'm not the best at hardly anything, and I forget birthdays and anniversaries just like everyone else. What I've learned over the years is, that learning to accept each other's faults and choosing to celebrate each other's differences is one of the most important keys to creating a healthy, growing, 
and lasting relationship. So please pass me a biscuit, and yes, the burn wound will do just fine. Life is too short to wake up with regrets. Love the people who treat you right and forget the ones who don't. Enjoy life now. It has an expiration date. In case you're getting older, I'd like to share with you what I've discovered now that I'm older. I started out with nothing and I still have most of it. My wild oats have turned into prunes and all bran. I finally got my head together and now my body's falling apart. Funny, I don't remember being absent-minded. If all is not lost, where is it? Some days you're the dog, some days you're the hydrant. I wish the buck stopped here. I sure could use a few. In last week's episode, I included 10 stories about things my mother and my father taught me. And this week, I'd like to include 10 more. My mother taught me about weather. This room of yours looks as if a tornado went through it. My mother taught me about hypocrisy. If I told you once, I've told you a million times. Don't exaggerate. My father taught me the circle of life. I brought you into this world and I can take you out. My mother taught me about behavior modification. Stop acting like your father. My mother taught me about envy. There are millions of less fortunate children in this world who don't have wonderful parents like you do. My mother taught me about anticipation. Just wait until we get home. My mother taught me about receiving. You're going to get it from your father when you get home. My mother taught me medical science. If you don't stop crossing your eyes, they're going to get stuck that way. My mother taught me ESP. Put your sweater on. Don't you think I know when you're cold? My father taught me humor. When that lawnmower cuts off your toes, don't come running to me. Here's a reminder about keeping the things in our life that are worthwhile. I'm just calling it keeper. Their marriage was good. Their dreams focused. Their best friends lived barely a wave array. I can see them now. Dad in trousers, t-shirt and a hat, and mom in a house dress. Lawnmower in his hand and dish towel in hers. It was the time for fixing things. A curtain rod, the kitchen radio, screen door, the oven door, the hem and a dress, things we keep. It was a way of life and sometimes it made me crazy. All that refixing, eating, renewing. I wanted just once to be wasteful. Waste meant affluence. Throwing things away meant you knew there'd always be more. But then my mother died. And on that clear summer's night in the warmth of the hospital room, I was struck with the pain of learning that sometimes there isn't any more. Sometimes what we care about most gets all used up and goes away, never to return. So while we have it, it's best we love it and care for it and fix it when it's broken and heal it when it's sick. This is true for marriage and old cars and children with bad report cards, dogs and cats with bad hips, and aging parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles and friends. We keep them because they're worth it, because we are worth it. Some things we keep, like a best friend who moved away or a classmate we grew up with. There's just some things that make life important, like people we know who are special, and so we keep them close in our heart and mind and spirit. Here's some thoughts on marriage. 
You have two choices in life. You can stay single and be miserable or get married and wish you were dead. At a cocktail party, one woman said to another, aren't you wearing your wedding ring on the wrong finger? Yes, I am. I married the wrong man. A lady inserted an ad in the classifieds. Husband wanted. Next day, she received a hundred letters. They all said the same thing. You can have mine. When a woman steals your husband, there's no better revenge than to let her keep him. Then there was a woman who said, I never knew what real happiness was until I got married. And by then, it was too late. If you want your spouse to listen and pay strict attention to every word you say, talk in your sleep. Husband and wife are waiting at the bus stop with their nine children. A blind man joins them after a few minutes. When the bus arrives, they find it's overloaded and only the wife and the nine kids are able to fit under the bus. So the husband and the blind man decide to walk. After a while, the husband gets irritated by the ticking of the stick of the blind man as he taps it on the sidewalk and says to him, why don't you put a piece of rubber at the end of your stick? That ticking sound is driving me crazy. The blind man replies, if you had put a rubber at the end of your stick, we'd be riding the bus, so shut the heck up. First guy says, my wife's an angel. Second guy remarks, you're lucky, mine's still alive. Just think, if it weren't for marriage, men would go through life thinking they had no faults at all. The bottle of wine, a cautionary tale here. A woman and man are involved in a car accident on a snowy cold Monday morning. It's a bad one. Both their cars are totally demolished, but amazingly, neither of them is hurt. God works in mysterious ways. After they crawl out of their car, the man's yelling about women drivers. The woman says, so you're a man. That's interesting. I'm a woman. Wow, just look at our cars. There's nothing left, but we're unheard. This must be a sign from God that we should be friends and live in peace for the rest of our days. Flattered, the man replies, Oh yes, I agree completely. This must be a sign from God, but you're still at fault. Women shouldn't be allowed to drive. The woman continues, and look at this. Here's another miracle. My car is completely demolished, but this bottle of wine didn't break. Surely God wants us to drink this wine and celebrate our good fortune. She hands the bottle to the man. The man nods his head in agreement, opens it, and drinks half the bottle and hands it back to the woman. The woman takes the bottle, puts the cap back on, and hands it back to the man. The man asks, aren't you having any? The woman replies, no, I think I'll just wait for the police. Moral of the story, women are clever, evil devils, don't mess with them. Now, I don't mean to pick on men, but it seems I haven't shared too much in these shows about men. So here we go. One day, my housework challenge husband decided to wash his sweatshirt. Seconds after he stepped into the laundry room, he shouted to me, what setting do I use on the washing machine? It depends, I replied. What does it say on your shirt? He yelled back, Ohio State. And they say blondes are dumb. A couple is lying in bed. The man says, I'm going to make you the happiest woman in the world. The woman replies, I'll miss you. It's just too hot to wear clothes today, Jack says as he stepped out of the shower. Honey, what do you think the neighbors would think if I mowed the lawn like this? Probably that I married you for your money, she replied. 
What do you call a handcuffed man? Trustworthy. What does it mean when a man is in your bed, gasping for breath and calling your name? You did not hold the pillow down long enough. How do you keep your husband from reading your email? Rename the email folder instruction manuals. While creating husbands, God promised women that good and ideal husbands would be found in all corners of the world. Then he made the earth round. A few little insights. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. And never regret anything that made you smile. Life may not be the party we hope for, but while we're here, we should dance. Every 60 seconds you spend upset is a minute of happiness you'll never get back. What have I learned? That you should not make someone a priority when they only have you as an option. That no one is perfect until you fall in love with them. That you should not be afraid that your life will end. Be afraid that it will never begin. That I did not ask for the life that I was given. But it was given nonetheless, and with it I do my very best. My dating advice, don't settle for less than you deserve. Don't cheat. There's never an excuse and or reason to cheat. Don't try to change anyone. Love them for how they are and not for how you want them to be. Flaws and all, because we all have flaws. Do not let your life slip through your fingers by living in the past or for the future. By living your life one day at a time, you live all the days of your life. Do not be afraid to take risks. It is by taking chances that we learn to be brave. Do not dismiss your dreams. To be without dreams is to be without hope, and to be without hope is to be without purpose. Have you ever wondered which hurts most? Saying something you wish you had not? or saying nothing and wishing you had. I guess the most important things are the hardest to say. Never be afraid to tell someone you love him or her. If you do, they might break your heart. But if you don't, you might break theirs. Your heart decides who it likes and who it does not. You cannot tell your heart what to do. It does it on its own, when you least expect it, or even when you don't want it to. Have you ever wanted to love someone with everything you had, but that person was too afraid to let you. Too many of us stay confined because we're too afraid to care too much for the fear that the other person might hurt us. If you enjoy Life with Aunt Lizzie, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I love to bring you these uplifting and fun pieces of humor and sometimes thought-provoking articles. And if you'd like to receive our Chatterbox News, where you'll find all kinds of fun things to bring a smile to your lips and a warmth to your heart, please visit www.lifewithauntlizzie.com and sign up for your free personal copy. Thank you for visiting with us this week, and we look forward to tickling your funny bone on further episodes. And don't forget to tune in next week for Clara's Cliffhanger. Take care, keep smiling, until the next time, bye for now.